Greetings, folks. I'm Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. And I'm Pete. Welcome to you to episode 72 of the Shred Shack Podcast, your weekly source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal. Let's start with some old business. Old business is old business, and new business is new business. This has not been the last three weeks for new old business. Not at all. Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing. no repeat of new of old business. Let's go to new business. And this is new business, and we do not discuss new business until next quarter. This has not been a good week for new business. No, <laughs> no this is shaping up to be a pretty bad quarter. Yeah, yeah. We uh, like surprisingly, I think this is the first time ever. Yeah. We have no new releases to talk about. Um, between the three of us, yeah. Between yeah. the three of us, yeah. And it's um, not that there's nothing out there. It's just I think we've all had different things happening. Right? Oh, yeah. So. It's just not enough time and not enough hours in the day. Yeah, 2017 has been a busy, busy year all around, personal and professional and hobby, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were new releases that I will be catching back up on because yeah. I just, um, from our, um, oh, my God, skateboard marketing we got the the newest one from uh, Within the Ruins, which I downloaded yesterday, which I always take a, uh, a listen to. And if anyone's interested, the new Emura album came out, Dan. Hold on, I have a clip for that. <laughs> <laughs> here we go, here we go. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure wow. that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, one I want to I want to check out for sure is uh, John Five and the Creatures because anytime a John Five releases a new record, it's always good because all instrumental stuff. And you know, I think he's kind of like when he does stuff with like Marilyn Manson, he does his Rob Zombie thing. I think it's he's very played down. Oh in, yeah, absolutely. In that because he is an absolutely phenomenal guitarist. So. Um, I've only heard like a few bits of his stuff, um, but. <laughs> Like again, like you were saying, with stuff playing on stuff for Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson, they kind of sticks to that like lot simpler style. They put his song, uh, I think it's called "Black Widow of Laporte," or Laporte into um, a Guitar Hero game yeah. as like a like a secret fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they did with uh, like they did with "Through the Fire and the Flames" um, in the, in Guitar Hero Three. It's like, oh, by the way, here have this. Good um, luck. And it's like, yeah, it, it's he's fucking phenomenal. He's kind of. It's good that he's kind of keeps his own thing going. And speaking of that, he's coming around here. In yes, May. he is. His tour just started recently. Uh, I think the other night, actually. May is actually going to be the hardest month to get through because there are so many shows coming through in the first two weeks of it, and obviously you can't go to a mall. So yeah, I've already spent like an arm and a leg for Iron Maiden and Metallica, yeah. and I still have a couple of shows coming up: uh, Hammerfall, Sabaton, yeah. and we have the Morphous in April. So yeah, Morphous. Yeah, definitely. Not. That's going to be exciting. I'll try to get my poster signed. That poster I did not steal from the venue. Don't know what you're talking about, Dan. <laughs> what poster? We got a badass over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so since we didn't listen to new releases yet, um, what else did we listen to this week? Well, I've just been doing the iPod on shuffle in the car because um, in my downtime when I'm not training people, I became an Uber driver. So I just drive around listening to sh- stuff before I pick somebody up and then I turn it off because nobody needs to listen to my stuff unless they ask. <laughs> turn it up really loud don't turn it down and try to have a conversation with them <laughs> how you doing today <laughs> so and then uh, we'll just show the i just show the guys the uh, 10 second songs cover of System of Down's Chop Suey in the style of Ghost and that has been like on repeat for the last like day and a half over here and I also found uh, I also saw that Metallica released a video of their dress rehearsal from their botched um Grammy's performance. This one is 
perfect and it is awesome. So, yeah, what could what should have been is uh, what that video should be entitled, and it is so fucking good. Like, definitely, if they decide to do stuff with Lady Gaga again, I'm 100% behind it. Right awesome. On. Yeah, I've just been listening to uh, this random playlist on Spotify. Lately, it's been the Atmospheric Black Metal playlist, which is always a good go-to. Um, I haven't had time to really sit down and listen to any vinyl this week. Whenever I've been at my apartment, like, as soon as I get home, I pretty much fall asleep. So, <laughs> um, hopefully, get around to that this week catch up I have been listening to my December top three which I'm currently writing up right now so when I can that's why you're doing solo top three for December yeah which I, I pick my stuff I'm writing out the bit now um, I listen to the number one CD on the way here I'm not going to say what it is oh no spoilers no spoilers <laughs> no it's, it's it's kind of when when you when you see the list it's going to be a little obvious is it going to be the checklist no no actually there's no German power metal that no, came out that month um none of it Actually, it's the checklist. None of it. Whoa, buddy. I mean, you can you can argue one of them, but no, it's not. It's not. I wouldn't say so. But like, so none of it's it's, it's a it's going to be obvious for me, but still surprising in a way. Uh, so I'm not going to mention those. Um, I listened to Cyrus Tales of War because I got a copy of it from Al from Cyrus. Uh, so thank you for that copy. Uh, funny story. The the when he, when he gave it to me. Um, he was saying like, okay, these are not like you know silver pressed. They're not like you know manufactured, uh, manufactured and everything. They're they're CDRs that we kind of print out everything for and whatnot. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And he had mentioned you know they should play in CD players, no problem. So I pop it into my car when I get when we leave, and it says error. So I'm like, okay, well he he said it might you know it's chance of an error. I bring it home and I put it on my computer and it says the blank disc. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell I let him know and uh and I meet up with him the following day and I get a new copy of it and I look at the back and like it was yeah like there was you know how when you burn a CD you yep, see the little circle. The, yep. Yeah mine was definitely blank. <laughs> the one copy was blank. So that's my luck. Um but I was listening to that yesterday and Trying to listen to uh, the Long Dark Road album, which is a shoegaze release that I'm trying to to get ready to review because I'm was commissioned to do it. I sent you the, the mm. link for it, uh, but I was commissioned to review it, so I've been trying to like sit down and take a full on listen, which I haven't done yet. But I have like four days left, so <clears throat> that's happening. I swear. And that's it. So let's go on to some general news. All right. According to Germany's Rock Rocks magazine, Quiet Riot has split with singer Sean Nichols, uh, a.k.a. Sheldon Tarsha, formerly of Adler's Appetite, after only five shows and has replaced him with American Idol finalist James Durbin. Quiet Riot drummer Frankie Benali told Rocks that Sean did a great job on the band's upcoming album Road Rage, but that artistic and personal differences ultimately forced them to go separate ways. We had to do the best. We had to make the best decision for Quiet Riot. He's quoted as saying, "If there are problems so early in the cooperation, it's better to pull the emergency brake." Guys, this worked for Queen. It's not going to work for you. Getting an American Idol guy. Yeah. Well. All right, Mike. I can play that Portnoy. Wait a second. Hang <laughs> on. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> I just got to find the fucking clip. Hey, where is the clip? I lost it. 
That's sad. There it is. I can play that. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> Mike, I can play that. Portnoy is making a record with a, as of yet, undisclosed progressive metal supergroup. So, what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, you know... Boner inspiring right there. Uh, he revealed the news via a post on his Facebook page. He shared a photo of himself in the studio and wrote, "In I'm in L.A. recording an album with something new. So, who cares what it is? It's going to be awesome regardless. Okay. <laughs> All right. Swedish musician Martin uh, Persner uh, has released a two-minute video message claiming to, be, claiming to have uh, played guitar for the band Ghost under the name Omega. He and the group parted ways this past July, leading to some lineup changes that saw the addition of a female nameless ghoul. In the video, he reveals he plans to resurrect his pre-ghost outfit, Magna Carta Cartel, uh, which also features Tobias Forge, which is long rumored to have been to have spearheaded ghosts, allegedly appearing as all of the papas and sometimes nameless ghouls during interviews to date. Uh, recent rumors have also been circulating that ghosts have cleaned house on their lineup, with Papa rebuilding the lineup for the band's next album and tour. Hold on, wait. I'm confused. Apparently, Papa uh, uh, Emeritus. Emeritus is the, the pretty much the main guy of the band. Yeah. He writes all the music. Um, and it seems like, and I, this is the first time I heard this rumor, that he's not just Papa, that in interviews, he's the guy doing the interviews as the name was Ghoul. Oh. Yeah, I never heard that one before. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, know, though. It does, but, like, the few that I've seen, like, the voices don't really sound they, they, the they same. Pro- but... I think I know. I think he does uh, There's something in there, because they always sound like there's, like, a voice box. Oh. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know, but... Man, that's really... But this guy claims to have been one of the guitarists in the band. I, mis- I misread it a little bit, because it said that um, Magna Carta Cartel previously featured this individual who is speculated to be uh papa Merc- well yeah he will yeah he was in the band with papa yeah i, I thought yeah. it said like he like he's in the band too i was like uh. why don't you just call it ghost <laughs> <laughs> I, I misread that That's my yeah bad. so yeah so there's that okay all right here's an interesting one and really cool all right, Iron Maiden's recent and continued efforts to safeguard their fans against touting and counterfeiting ahead of 2017's The Book of Souls UK Arena Tour, which starts on May 4th, has been hailed a triumph, a triumph by fans, promoters, and legitimate ticket sales. By implementing an extensive paperless ticketing policy, ensuring all other available tickets would carry the name of the purchaser and would also require the purchaser's credit card and ID to enter, amongst other measures, the number of tickets available at inflated prices on the secondary platforms plummeted by over 95% compared with the band's last UK tour in 2011. By eliminating many of the resale platforms, there was nowhere for the so-called ticketing uh, power brokers and counterfeiters to go to sell, thus largely eliminating touting and keeping tickets on the official box office at the correct pricing, with over 100,000 tickets sold first day, all at the intended price. Good job, Iron Maiden. Yeah. Taking the law into your own hands. <laughs> so, so pretty much like uh, the way you guys have been buying your tickets uh, recently is like kind of the way of the future then. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. I think um, the thing with uh, this one is that it is exclusively, uh, paper, I think almost exclusively paper tickets, uh, paperless tickets, because I don't think I had a choice right, when I, when I right. purchased our tickets. So. Yeah, for when if you bought them from Enter the Vault, 
they were. Well, I bought these. I bought the Iron Man tickets from Ticketmaster. Oh, uh, so. <laughs> Still haven't done away with the fees yet, but yeah, yeah. the, the apex of, of of not fucking your uh, your clientele. But let's not talk about that. <laughs> not talk about fucking. <laughs> Different right. podcast, yeah. Unrequested butt fucking. <laughs> Be whole fisting. We've come full circle. Yep. All right, next up here, Ghost was honored in the best hard rock metal category at the Swedish Grammys. Uh, Grammys actually uh, awards, which is the Swedish uh, Grammy equivalent, which was held this past Tuesday, February twenty eighth in Stockholm. This marks the act's third win in the category. Are they from Sweden? Yes, they are. Okay, then, yeah, yeah. And apparently, this is where the uh, the speculation about the whole lineup changes because there was only one nameless ghoul at the award show who who accepted the award, and that has to be probably Papa. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's this is a bit of a stretch, but hey, listen, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's all good. Because all I all I started thinking about was like a band, a super group of people. You have Papa from Ghost, and some guy dressed up as Big Papa Smurf, <laughs> Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump. <laughs> <laughs> the band called the Big Papas. The Big Papas. Wow, not to be confused with the Mamas and the Papas, <laughs> or, or we just had the Big Mamas and the, and the Big Papas, or something like that. The Mamas and the Big Papas. Six Feet Under has announced the addition of former Cannibal Corpse and DSI guitarist Jack Owen oh, to the group's ranks. Not surprising. Yeah, it's like a match made in hell. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rex Brown has signed a worldwide deal with Entertainment One uh, with plans to release uh, his solo uh, LP later this year. The yet-to-be-titled Full Length will be the first time in Brown's career in which he will serve as both lead vocalist and guitarist in a band. I just kind of want to hear that, and I think because we have, um, I think Skateboard does have a lot of stuff from Entertainment One, we'll probably end up getting a... Yeah, I think they do. Getting a bit of an advance on that, so... Yeah, I'm actually, I want to know what his voice sounds like. Yeah. Really interested to hear that. All right, Sabaton drummer Haynes Vandal will sit out a few shows on the band's European tour while he awaits his first child with his partner, Floor Jansen. Filling in for him will be Daniel Sorgen of Twilight Force and Bloodbound. European tour, which means now or future? Now. Now, okay. Or like coming up like real soon. Okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to miss out the show you're going to, because that's in a month and a half. Yeah, well, I think I think at this point if he's taking time off, like she's probably like due like yesterday. Yeah. Well, All she, right. She has, a, she has a long body for that baby to travel through. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is very, very awesomely true. Uh, Season of Mist has announced the, singer, the signing of 1349. Uh, they have already been signed to this label in the U.S. and now extend the deal to a worldwide representation. <laughs> I've heard a lot about this band. Do you know them at all? Thirteen Forty Nine. Yeah, um, they they're the extreme metal, like extreme black metal band, right? If I'm not mistaken. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I've listened to a, a few of their a little bit of their stuff. Um, they are really, really fucking brutal. Yeah. I've heard I've heard nothing but good things. So. Just the, the way that was worded was kind of funny. It's like have announced the signing of thirteen forty nine. They were already signed to the label, but now they're announcing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were. They, yeah, no, they were on for yeah, part of it. Yeah, worldwide uh, now. There was so. um there was a bit of news because um this is not related to music necessarily, but wrestling news. Uh, a bunch of people have been requesting their release from one of the big organizations, and somebody posted on Twitter. So yesterday I requested my release from TNA. This morning they called me and told me that I don't work for them. <laughs> <laughs> nice 
All right, Wirt the Sun's crowdfunding campaign for their own studio has been a gigantic success with the group raising 162,570, I'm going to guess euros. that's euros? I'm sure it's euros. Okay. In just over 24 hours for it on Indiegogo via... 3,247 backers. At the current com- conversion rate, that amounts to about 171,559 US dollars. I would like to get $171,000 in under 24 hours. That'd well, be fantastic. They're going to be my crowdfunding for when we do our crowdfunding thing later. So I'll, it's been updated since then. Oh, go. Oh, yeah, we're on to recording news now. Yes, we are. We are on to recording news. Do it. All right, Devil Driver are working on an album of Outlaw Country covers to be released later in the year. What? According to singer Des Farrar, uh, the effort will include 13 insanely heavy, swinging, badass outlaw tracks by some of the best outlaw country artists, including Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, George Jones, and Johnny Paycheck, and Steve Earle. Uh, produced by Steve Evitz, the album will include appearances by 15 high-caliber guests, among them Lamb of God guitarist Mark Morton. That's going to be interesting. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Like is is Des actually going to sing it, or is he going to growl it? Who knows? Oh, well, the thing is that if they're doing, they might just do it in their style, yeah. but they're just doing outlaw country tunes. So, hmm. okay. And Simferum, uh recently entered the Astia Studio in uh, Finland to record a f- <laughs> a few demo songs for their upcoming seventh seventh full length studio album due in September via Metal Blade Records. Uh, the quintet will uh, soon return to the studio to begin tracking the disc, which will be produced once again by Ansi Kippo, who has worked with Children of Bodom, Impaled, Nazarene, and Entwine. I'm just going to highlight these words and just anticipate you missing them or something. <laughs> <laughs> I just highlight them and just like, skip. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in Finland. I've actually done that before, where like I just like totally delete the name of the city. It's like, if I can pronounce the country, I think I'm okay. <laughs> and then you look at the name of the country and it's got like 10 Y's and stuff. <laughs> I've never even heard of that place <laughs> alright Pyramaze will release its fifth album Contingent on April 28th via in uh, Europe and North America through Inner, World, Inner Wound recordings didn't they come out with an album last year like I feel like since we started this they've come out with one I, they might have. I, I thought they did alright Disturbed Pete is planning to return to the studio later this year to record an acoustic EP. Oh, fuck off. Before, before beginning work on the follow-up to 2015's immortalized you know album. You know what's kind of interesting, actually? Not this, this bit of news, but... But this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, the thing is, last two weeks, first, I think the first week we had said, oh, they're working on a new album. Second week, oh yeah, we're thinking about doing an acoustic album. Suddenly, third week, hey, we're doing an acoustic album right now. Like, okay. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> just, just come out and just say it. We're doing an acoustic e- EP. Done. <laughs> we're just not saying anything. Just release shit. We're gonna call it Sound of Silence Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, if the, if that is the name of the album, it's just dead silence for eight tracks or whatever. People will buy it. I know it'll be at on least, the charts for weeks just for you. But Bob. at least there will be no music. <laughs> <laughs> so salty. So so salty. I, I mean. No, I got, I got okay, you got nothing? All right. No, Prophets okay. of Rage have finished tracking what is expected to be their debut album with producer Brendan O'Brien, who has, of course, worked with uh, Rage Against the Machine and Audio Slave. A release date has yet to be announced. I still have to actually hear their EP and stuff. So. 
I watched their live uh, video or their their live concert they had streaming on Facebook. Mm. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. You know, they uh, when they do rage stuff, they trade off uh, between Be Real and Chuck D. Mm. Um, but I don't think I heard any of their original stuff. So yeah, that's what, that's kind of what I want to hear because them covering that's that's one thing. But yeah. and I think they did a mashup of um, one of the other tracks, one of the like the other the rap tracks, and over the music of Cochise, which yeah. was pretty cool. That's interesting. All right. Uh, though their guitarist Clint Lowry, Clint Lowry will be out on the road this year with Seether, that doesn't mean that Seven Dust will take that much time off. The band have announced that they are already writing and demoing for a new album that will be begin tracking later this year. Now, this one I know we had covered during this podcast, so now we're hitting that point where we're, we're doubling up on things. Yes, yes, feels, we are. It feels weird. Yes, we are. <laughs> Jamie Josta. We'll be releasing a new effort titled The Lost Chapters from his Jasta Project on March 31st. Uh, on March 31st. That's weird. All right. The set features a number of singles that have been uh, released digitally throughout recent years and more. So it's stuff that already exi- Lost Chapters. Some, yeah, sense. some stuff that exists already probably um, on the internet, but nothing that has been formally released in a physical copy. Did anybody hear anything about the their, their show that they played here recently wasn't he good the hate breed show yeah uh, I have no idea it was hate breed oak tap paper tiger or something like that yeah so. that was probably was a bad ass show <laughs> well I'm, I'm hoping the paper tiger is still standing I did, I think I drove past it the other night so yeah it's still good <laughs> there wasn't a pile of ash they just, so. they just happened to rebuild it in a day yeah <clears throat> alright Adrenaline Mob has completed work on its new album due later in the year via Century Media I didn't even know that was happening we mentioned that before. I don't even know that was happening. Yeah. Well, well that's because it's it's mostly Mike Orlando and Russell Allen. So yeah. Yeah. Turn it out in a day. And Stone Sour's new album, Hydrograde, Hydrograd, sorry, will be released in June via Roadrunner Records. No official, like, definite date, though. So. Which is good. Kind of hits the point where things seem to be... As of right now, everything seems to happen right up and through June, and then little has been announced thereafter so like it'll be it'll mark the start of the slow momentum for a little while yeah but then it picks back up in like september right more than likely yes yeah well that's it for recording news today all right so let's go on to the crowdfunding tracker so we mentioned that winter sun had their crowdfunding tracker going on they raised a whole shit ton of money um you got a shit, shit ton of money yes we need that fucking clip for this segment buddy yeah, yeah we do Get on that. Yeah, I'll write, I'll write it down. Anyway, uh, just an update on where they're at right now. They are 148% past their 150,000 uh, euro goal. They have now reached 221,820 euros, raised by 4,446 backers. Word. Awesome. Um, I will pull up mine in a second because I'm trying to find out the one the first one I was going to talk about. Well, just scrolling through this, uh, what they have, what they're offering here, they have a lot of really cool stuff going on here. The, the rewards. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about my my first one real quick. Um, I've mentioned the band Dysfunction. They are pretty much like traditional metal from uh, Utah. Um, raising up five hundred dollars to get to their enough money to do their for, first full length album. Um, they've gone up since last week. Um, I know that I raised my my bid a little bit higher, and I know they've gotten at least I'd say one or two more backers. So they're hitting. They're, they might get there. Um, they're at 354 out of 500 dollars with 19 days to go. I'm really hoping these guys get there because um, 
we played the track on the S5, and again, it's really fucking good. So, uh, you got any other one? No, I'm good. Okay, then I'll just do my other one, which is the follow-up for Arakara. They're trying to fund their. Um, they're trying to. F- they're trying to get the money together so they can have their Shadow of Violence EP mixed and mastered by Jean Francois from Cataclysm. Unfortunately, they fell short of their goal, but um, we can still look forward to the EP coming out in the near future. So that, when it comes out, will likely be played on the S5. So very cool. Um, I don't have much of an update for the other one, so I'll hold off on that for now. But uh, a bunch of new stuff came up in the metal category on Kickstarter in the last week or so, so there's going to be a lot of stuff to look at for next week. One of which uh, I want to get a closer listen to, but it makes me happy because three or four of their uh, rewards are fucking cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And not you guys. only cassettes, but like multicolored cassettes. What? No, no, there's one that's like clear, like a standard cassette, and right. there's one that's gonna be red, and then there's like a Japanese import one that they're gonna like print out like an OB for, you know? So, wow, an so, yeah. OB for a cassette? How the fuck? How I, don't that... I don't know. I don't. Don't ask questions. Shut up! I take it's my like money. The smallest fucking OB ever. It's like a rubber band. <laughs> but it has letters on it. I don't know if that's like like they're gonna have an, necessarily the OB for it, but Chris, it, you know what an OB is? I'm, I'm just in the I'm the darker. So like on vinyl records, especially, uh, or really, that's the main thing I've ever heard it for. Uh, CDs too. Is it CDs too? Okay. Um, the Japanese versions have like uh, like a strip of paper that basically wraps around lengthwise uh-huh. on the vinyl, and it's you know, it's since Japanese is written like um, vertically right like it's got all like the information about like the vinyl like what includes all that kind of stuff but it's considered like a very important element of the vinyl itself beyond just the vinyl and the packaging and all that like it now you have this extra element so Vinyl collectors go fucking crazy when they're collecting. I think I've seen those like Japanese vinyl on, on CDs. They do a similar thing. Like you know, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. They have like a little piece of paper that goes around either the top edge or the left edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all written in it's all written in Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what an OB is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, this is this says features Japanese trim art, which I would assume is the OB. yeah. That sounds about right. And yeah. so like, if you uh, if you buy like. Uh, a vinyl without the obi right it's like very it's a lot cheaper and then like if it's a rare vinyl and it has the obi it's like thousands of dollars like, jesus yeah. Christ. that's like, like the completeness of it like that 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 vinyl that dad uh gave to me the pink the floyd, pink floyd the dark Jap- side of the moon yeah. the japanese one yeah if that had the obi i'm sure like there, shit, there would be yeah. people like him around the outside <laughs> yeah. of our house yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be people, exactly i remember when he showed that to me i'm like oh my god yeah i mean if, why do you have this <laughs> I mean, if he if it is if he, maybe he does have it, it's inside the casing or something. Cause I don't I don't look at it, I don't take it out, I don't touch yeah, it. Yeah, so I don't I won't play it. Um, but yeah, so that's that kind of adds a little more value. I know um, I don't think it's as revered in CDs as it would be in vinyl. Oh, yeah, I wasn't even aware. Like, I mean, I've, it makes I've, sense, but I just wasn't. Aware. I've bought like when I was really uh, crazy collecting Arion stuff. Uh-huh. I found a bunch of Japanese things. Um, one of them I still have completely sealed with the OB inside. Wow. Um, and the other one um, was a copy, I think, of Actual Fantasy, the second album. And like the OBs, when they when they open it up, they just fall apart. Like, right, fall right. Away. So I just stick inside the case. So, huh. so sometimes I don't. I don't think they're, they're. Yeah, again, I don't think they're as revered as far as collecting in CDs as they are would be in vinyl. Is it the same kind of like width and everything as a vinyl OB, or is it? No, no, it's 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 the width of the CD. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, because because it, it actually instead of like you know how you put a CD on a on a, on a 
case, right. like on a, on a shelf, it pretty much covers that instead. So instead of instead of covering, it, it covers the side of it. Oh wow! Yeah. Holy shit! Okay. Yeah. When, when next time you're at my place, I'll show you what I got. Okay. So, but yeah, yeah, it's similar to that. Okay, so that was that was a nice little nerd discussion. Yeah, that, yeah, I got <laughs> totally my education for the day. Part, you learn yeah. something new every day, right? So there you go. <laughs> just, just hold on. Wait. Everybody just <laughs> scrape the glasses back yeah. up the nose. <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> well, actually. Which, uh, by the way, um, one, one quick thing. For the October Top 3, um, that whole joke we wrote in, we wrote in a, folks, for future reference, we wrote in a joke involving a elitist snob into one of our Top 3 videos. And I thought Pat was going to do it, and I'm listening through the audio files. It's that Reese, me? isn't it? No, it's he didn't. They didn't record it at all. Oh, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to do it. <laughs> Shit. Well then, I, I didn't realize that that was the plan. It's a very subtle fuck you. But today. but it's but it's okay because I made I made Pat do a Matt Hardy impression. I don't have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. You, I know, I know, I know who Matt Hardy is, but I haven't heard it. I okay, haven't seen well, him recently. And his, the his way re- you describe it to me is his recent gimmick is just kind of like batshit insane guy, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of goofy. So I made him do the, the the voice for it. Let's go on to some concert news, starting off with some festivals. All right, starting off here, Ace Frehley, Corrosion Conformity featuring Pepper Keenan, Diamond Head, Gojira, Pentagram, and Sleep. Among the latest confirmed acts for Psycho Las Vegas 2017, set to take place from August 18th through August 20th, with a pre-party August 17th at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Las Vegas in Las Vegas, Nevada. I go to that. The thing is, like, that's just a few of the bands that are on this list. There's like a shit ton of other ones. I think I, I think I saw some of it. So. Like, including like Abbott and like, a bunch of fucking other ones. It's crazy. I think uh, I think Diamond Head was like. The most recent and perhaps the last band announced. Um, maybe, but it, it it's an insane lineup. Just the the sheer number of people they have there. So I'd go to that. You know, I'm interested in this. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Yes. Uh, let's go on to some touring news. All right, touring news. Delane announced a very special run of shows for October 2017, dubbed the Dance Macabre. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Right. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Uh, joining the band for this exclusive set of dates is longtime friend and collaborator, Nightwish bassist vocalist Marco Hitala. Having contributed to most of Delane's records with guest appearances and after worldwide requests from fans, Delane and Hitala will now perform together on the Dance Macabre tour. These shows will feature a specially selected set list of rarely heard Delane songs, a sneak preview of new material, special effects, and much more. That's really fucking exciting. Although I kind of wish. Um... I kind of wish that because he's going to be on tour with Delane, they just have Taro open up to him. Yeah. Just, just do it. It's cool. Yeah, whatever. Whatever, you know. <laughs> Marco needs things to do. He's he's Nightwish is right Nightwish now. Nightwish is on, on, on break until like 2018, so. He's like, who who else's band can I join now? <laughs> I can play that. I can, I can play that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's kind of like that. He just appears. He's like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> we, need, we need a bass player just knocking the door. How you doing? <laughs> He's he's knocking on Arjun's window, <laughs> buddy, dude. How about another Northern Kings record? How about that? Yeah, get on that, dude. I mean, shitload of money. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no San Antonio date. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, I wasn't ready for this one. I know. Get it ready. Yeah, I saw, I saw a lot of it on there. So. Um... <laughs> 
Thank you. Slayer, Lamb of God, and Behemoth are coming are not coming anywhere near us, fuckers. I was saying boolers. <laughs> Thank you. Ingve Malsin has announced a spring uh, 2017 US headline tour. Ingve will perform pieces from Rising Force as well as songs from the uh, Fierce World on Fire and material from everything in between. Like unleash the fucking fury. <laughs> I'm your new god. I, I need to hear that clip. <laughs> I can do those clips too. I mean, new god. <laughs> did you ever see the one they did with uh, John Bertucci? No. <laughs> My diet consists of mostly potatoes and small mammals. Potatoes are really good for the hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to pull that up, send it to you, and get the clips for it. Oh, really that's hilarious! <laughs> All right, here we go. Hashtag No San Antonio Date. Soundgarden announced a North American headline tour that will kick off on May 3rd in Atlanta, Georgia at the Fox Theater. The Pretty Reckless and the Dillinger Escape Plan will support on select dates. That's by Soundgarden, them. damn. Yeah. Dillinger Escape Plan opening for Soundgarden. That's yeah. Yeah. It's on, I'm not sure. Like It's one of those things like, well, tonight we get the Dillinger Escape Plan, tomorrow night you get the Pretty Reckless and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, even so, yeah. like, I just would not think of the two of them as, as sharing a bill unless it's a festival. Yeah. All right, hashtag no San Antonio date. Ghost Bath just hit the road with Amigo the Devil, and we'll follow it up with a run along one of my favorite bands right now, Astronoid. The group will be touring on their new album, Star Mourner, out April 21st on Nuclear Blast Entertainment. Do you know if they're playing anywhere in Texas, though? Uh, I'm not sure. Because I will travel to wherever that fucking is to see that show. The Ghost Bath and Astronoid, holy shit. Yeah, astronaut I want to see so bad. Yeah, you, you can get in this car and, and drive there. <laughs> I'll Uber you there. <laughs> I'll make some fucking money. That would be kind of awesome, though, like you, if you plan a road trip around Uber rides to get you in that direction. <laughs> that would be amazing. I think it has to do with, the, like, I'm not sure how it works, but I think it like Uber has to be in that particular city. Um at least, probably at least in your starting city. So it's not like if I was to drive to Austin on somebody from here in San Antonio, I understand that Uber does not operate in Austin. So if I drove all the way to Austin and dropped somebody off, I could not pick up another ride there as an Uber driver. Fucking, I think that's how it works. Fucking hipsters. <laughs> so, but that's it for, uh, yeah, that's it for uh, touring news. So we got one more thing. We have a one-off, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Taproot have announced plans to celebrate the 15th anniversary of their 2002 album, Welcome, with a special live performance of the effort at the Machine Shop in Flint, Michigan on May 13th. Original drummer Jared Montague will be returning for the performance. It's unclear if guitarist Mike DeWolf will also return to the fold for the set. That album is 15 fucking years old. Holy shit. I wasn't shit. sure they were still together anymore. Like, I haven't heard anything new from them in over a decade oh they had a new album out since I moved down here called okay. Episodes it was pretty good okay yeah it, it went beyond me unfortunately I mean I, I like the band but just kind of lost track of them alright um 
Heavy metal in the charts. Well, we're going to skip, skip that. that actually. We're going to yes, skip yes, that yes, come yes. back to it later. Yeah, because our discussion involves that. Because uh, we actually did our research. And by that, I mean I went and looked for an article, gave it to Chris, and said, read. <laughs> and the funny thing, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, so instead, we're going to go on to I Saw a Show, um, because Chris saw a show this week. I saw a show this week. Pete did not. He's mad at both of us. He's very salty. <laughs> very, yeah. very, very, very salty. Hold on. Let me find it. So salty. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Guilty. Uh, so, Chris, you can start because your show was first. Yep. Well, this past Thursday, I saw Nile and Overkill at the Alamo City Music Hall. And let's just get this out of the way right now. The sound was awful. I mean, like, it was so bad. I mean, we, we, it's, it's getting to a point where we don't even have to say it anymore. Yeah. Uh, it, the thing is, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want like, to take away from the show itself. So I want to get... The fact that it's, it didn't sound good out of the yeah. way. Yeah, we we've talked about Alamo City several times. We gave it we gave it a thumbs up last time for the Udo show. Yeah, it, it sounded great for the Udo show, but this time they fucked up. And 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 it definitely for a band like, um, for for death metal bands and for a band like Overkill, where like a lot more notes are important to you. Yeah. you know, um, it just muddiness does not work. Yeah, I mean. Nile is a technical death metal band, so there's a lot of stuff going on at the same time, and it's it was just so goddamn muddy, mm. like it was just so rough to try and listen to everything. When you I, see when you see a death metal band though, like you can expect it to be muddy, but there's a point where you're like, this is well, too there's, much. This like the 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 kick drum was way too loud, mm. which just kind of drowned out everything else, and just the bass was too high, mm. you know. It's it just didn't. There was just ah, yeah. it really bothered me. Well, the thing is. Don't let the sound take away from the band's performances. Because Nile, number one, is a fucking amazingly talented band. They are so goddamn tight. And uh, I was telling Pete before, I had no idea that all three front, mem- front members of the band, both guitarists and the bass, they all sing. Mm-hmm. Or all do vocals for the, for, the, uh, for the songs. I had no idea. I thought it was one dude. Oh, so like, there's no there's no front person? Like, no. no they, all three of them. So they all, just kind of trade off vocals? Yeah, they all trade off vocals. Wow. In the same song. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and just watching them do their thing was fantastic. They had their new guitarist because we, uh, I think it was like two weeks ago, we mentioned that the longtime guitarist and singer left the band after like 19 years or something like that. But they obviously have not skipped a beat because these guys have amazing chemistry on stage already with this new guy. And he does sing the songs too. And it's just like, you know, he's just like, like another member of the band. Like he's not a new guy. He's just a, a member of Nile. And I'm not very familiar with all of their stuff. I listened to maybe one or two records like a couple, uh, a little while ago. But man, I'm going to have to catch up because these guys were fucking incredible. Super tight and just balls to the walls. Everything about their show, except for the sound, was fantastic. And then there's Overkill. Yeah. Yeah. Overkill came on and they put on a blistering one and a half hour set of 15 just earth-shattering songs um they opened up with uh mean green killer machine for the new record the grinding wheel and i don't know if anyone's listened to the new record it's fucking great like if you listen if you like the last three records the electric age um white devil armory and and this one it's it's all in the same vein it's fantastic stuff uh i'm not familiar with their their their, uh, catalog so i don't know what's like newer and what's older but they played um electric rattlesnake 
which I believe was off of Electric Age. Yeah, well, we, we played that one on the uh, on the radio show yeah. launch. So uh, they played uh, Goddamn Trouble, which is also from the new one. Uh, I think it was Nice Day for a Funeral was off Horoscope. I think it was, or was it Feel the Fire? One of those two. But those two great songs were great. Uh, two songs were great. They did Armorist from White Devil Army, which is one of the songs that got me into them in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, being a later... Yeah, that's, uh, that's another one we played on the show a lot. Too. Yeah, being a later uh, fan of theirs. And they, I think last time when I saw them, they opened up with that. That was that was like a great song to kick your ass to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they that's just a really good track. They, uh, they closed out before their encore. They play a Thin Lizzy cover, Emerald. I don't know that one. Uh, well, I think it's one of the Thin Lizzy's more uh, popular songs. But when you hear the songs, like it's like it's definitely an Irish tune, mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. and having those guys from Jersey do it is pretty badass. Um, they came back to play three more songs for their encore, uh, Ironbound, Elimination, and they played a cover of the Subhumans' "Fuck You," and that was how they ended the show. And it was ear shattering to tell you the truth. It was so fucking good. I just wish the sound was better. I mean. Considering how muddy it was, and considering Bobby Blitz's vocals are like you know singing through fucking sandpaper, um, it's it's just a shame that he got drowned out a little bit with, with the nastiness. That was that was the same case when I saw them with uh, Symphony X. Oh, Symphony X, that's right. Yeah, which like that that's two that's two bands who like you need to hear the instrumentation, you need to hear the voice, and the venue unfortunately just. It did not. I just don't know up. what happened in between the Udo show and this one. I mean, I mean the the music's not that different, uh, considering that like you know Udo is very was very like power metal and very like you know fist pumping and very like lots of notes in, in that music too. It's like I don't know what the fuck happened. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Just they're 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 one for what nine? <laughs> yeah, and so. I still got two more to go there. Yeah, like I, I think like seeing a band like Sabaton, that would probably be like that. That should sound crystal clear. I hope so. Yeah, I'm saying like if if it doesn't, then then really it's because uh, I got Hammerfall and I got I, uh, well Hammerfall at the lane and uh, who else is playing that show? I think it's just them actually, and probably maybe some locals. But then at Sabaton, you got Leaves Eyes, um, Battle Beast, and fucking Sa- uh, Sabaton. Yeah, I think I have to see that show. <laughs> I really do. Um, yeah, just Alamo City kind of just turns me off to it. You know? Yeah, I just wish one of those shows was at the Rockbox. Just one. But, like, it, it, it's a shame because otherwise the venue is really fucking cool. Oh, yeah. 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 So, anyway. Um, so the next night after that, I went to uh, Fitzgerald's to see Lordy. Fucking Lordy. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so um, I showed up there. I, th- I think we're around like, like eight thirty or so. I didn't I didn't walk in right away, um, so I missed most of the first band set, um, which they looked like they were really trying to c- clutch at the opportunity to play more songs because like they 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 finished the song and they're like, okay, we got two more, right? Two more, okay. Finish up one more, and as he's saying, hey, we got one more, right? And the microphone cuts off and they kick him off the stage. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Burn. <laughs> Wow, they gave him the hook. Which I was like, okay, well that sucks. I guess maybe they, they started off a little late or something like that, and you guys get stuck. Like, like it, it, that that plays into the story two more times actually. That, <laughs> that like that part of it. Um, so they got they got taken off the stage and everything. Uh, then then Jessica Hill sets up because Jessica Hill was announced 
for the show either the night before or the day before that. Like it was very, very last minute that yeah. they were added to it. They played three songs. Oh. What? Three songs. That's they, brutal. They played Another World, um, The Beast, and I think they started off with In the Dead of the Night. <clears throat> and it was like they <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, Hey guys, you just you just got on stage. <laughs> Come back. But I, I assumed, like, okay, well, the, the set list was supposed to be uh, first band starts at 8 to 8.30, Jessica goes on at 9 to 9.30, and then Lordy goes on at 10. I was like, okay, well, maybe they're trying to stick to that. Lordy takes almost a fucking hour to get on. Ugh, I texted you guys. Are you goddamn serious? I texted you guys at 9.44 or something like that. I had, I had finished watching the show, went to go take a piss, made my way to the front, and then messaged you. I had enough time to do all that. Sent you that message. They didn't go on till maybe ten thirty, ten thirty-five, and I'm like, help each other into each other's clothes because I know you have elaborate shit. Help each other out, get on stage, <laughs> and which which kind of irked me because like, it took me it took them so long. They did all the sound tests, and then there was just 25, 30 minutes of nothing happening. So I was like, okay, Jessica could have played an extra track or two. Right? You could have not shut off that guy's microphone. I didn't care about them, but you could have not shut off their microphone. They could have played one more song. That just kind of bothered me. Um, but when they came on stage, I was suddenly happy again. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did a picture of Dan with that thumbs up thing. He just did. <laughs> um, because, you know, I've only heard so much of Lori's material. In fact, I'd say that of the, I think they played about 13, 14 total songs. They had solos for guitar player, drummer, and bass player. Um, I knew... Out of the first three quarters of their set, one song. <laughs> so it's all new to me, um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, before seeing the show, I was kind of concerned about how they were going to do the, like do the show because I thought, you know, like Lordy, they have the big costumes and everything. They'd have a more elaborate stage set. They didn't, so they were have no problem getting their stuff on stage. Like their costumes didn't take up that much space or anything they didn't have big stage props they had like those those um those tapestries and their their backdrop and everything but there was nothing there was no like like tons of props laying around everywhere and like like no raw meat like guar or something right. yeah. like that you know um so my concerns there were pretty much immediately shot down and i was pretty much right at the front one person behind um the front row um and i have to give all the credit in in the world to the folks who were in front of me um, cause they all like, they were fucking crazy. They were enjoying the shit out of the show. Um, the guitar player, uh, who was right in front of us was very happy to, to have these folks right in front of them and, uh, see them rocking out as hard as they did. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to sit over here and just kind of stick to the shadows. So you guys make the side look good. Um, I had never actually, not having seen them live before, I had not seen their, their, get-ups in full-on display um, and they have some pretty cool costumes and everything um, I think I don't know if they have like the, the crazy multicolored um, contacts or anything like that it's just they, they look just so much fun I'm sure they're sweating their fucking balls and tits off in there <laughs> Like I think the the guitar player had to like have a towel on 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 hand so he can like wipe the sweat off his guitar because you know he had they kept their hands bare so they can play their parts but like you can imagine just Ugh. streams of sweat coming out of those fuckers, um, but the sound fantastic with a band like them um, and their sound being as bombastic as it is, you need to have 
at least great uh, vocal sound, and it sounded great. Um, the songs that I knew are some of the obvious ones, so they played Bite It Like a Bulldog from um, Dead Ache, Hard Rock Hallelujah, obviously, um, The Devil is a Loser, which is still He's fucking, my bitch. <laughs> still a fucking hysterical song. Um, they closed out with Would You Love a Monster Man, which is one of their best. Um, yeah, just all around generally entertaining. They do a lot of like the little um, goofy shtick that, that um, you know, like like the Alice Cooper type stuff. You're like, hey, here's a here's a random nun on stage, you know, to sit there and taunt the band. Let's slice them, you know, stuff like that. Goofy things. Um, the singer, Mr. Lordy, his onstage banter was quite funny. Uh, um, just all around good performance. Like for for a band that is, you know, very gimmicky and a shtick, they they don't rely that heavily on it to carry the show. They rely on the music to do it, and they they rocked. So um, the only thing I would say is maybe making the drum solo a little longer. Like he gave him like fifteen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but was it better than Tommy Lee's? Yeah, because it was actually because like he had like like glow stick drumsticks oh, played wow. something really cool. It's not just Tommy Lee with this bullshit backdrop thing and just. <laughs> I mean, even the even the bass player, um, the bass player plays mostly, I believe, with um, a pick for the bass solo. Throws the pick out to the audience. Does a lot of slap bass ah. to, to like this like funky sounding thing, which is it's funny to hear because every single time like it'll be like one of those things where. The, the beat hits, it stops, and something is said. And every time that something was said, it was uh, like, chick that ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go with it. <laughs> Whatever you say. Um, but definitely glad I got to see them because they, they're, they are great. It makes me want to check out more of their catalog. Um, I, I'm sure the, the, the common detractor for this band is the fact that all their songs sound the same. But who cares? It's fucking fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely, definitely glad I caught these guys. So I just wish that it hadn't been at the cost of the opening acts. Yeah. So. All right. So let's go on to our discussion for the week, which we had mentioned previously. Um, now, for the last few weeks, we, well, a few months, we've been doing the hard rock albums list, which mm -hmm. went from being fifteen physical sales to twenty-five physical sales. Mm-hmm. 25, top 25 albums selling physically, not digitally. And then about two, three weeks ago, we reported on it, and suddenly there was a whole change of the guard, and we were extremely confused as to why. Now, um, when we had discussed yesterday um, the idea of making a discussion for this show, I decided to go look into the information for that and pull up an article that basically just said that the... Um, the top 25 hard rock list is now including streaming, digital, and whatnot. Yep. So if you want to read the specifics for it. Well, it's pretty much keeping track of it the same way that the Billboard 200 is kept track of. So it's sales, mm -hmm. it's uh, radio play, but it's also 10 digital track sales from an album is equivalent to the same as one full album. And yes, those 10 purchases, purchases can be the same song purchased by 10 different people. So it is exactly the same as the Billboard Top 200. It is exactly the same. It also includes 1,500 songs streamed from the same album count as one album sale. Okay. Which is why, you know, we talk about these greatest hits albums and such and such. Okay. 
Uh, well, this is, but that's just, that is exactly how Billboard has been doing. Uh, the top 200 has been doing it. But now they're now they're they're branching it out to they're branching out to most of the sub genres now. Mm-hmm. So, including in the top 200, we got top rock albums, alternative albums, hard rock albums, Americana and folk, R&B and hip hop, R&B albums, rap albums, top country, top catalog albums, top dance, electronic, and pretty much almost, it seems like almost every single category is now being tracked this way. Or get your degree. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, so do you want to go through the two lists first, and then we discuss how we feel? Why don't about we Why don't we do the top, the hard rock one? Then we'll talk about how we feel about it because okay. the hard rock one took one hell of a turn this week. Okay, all right. All right. So let's let's go with that then. So number one is Metallica Hardwired to Self Destruct. Okay. Number two is Metallica the Black Album. <laughs> <laughs> That tells you what we're talking about right there. All right. Okay. Number three is Queen's Greatest Hits 1, 2, and 3. Okay. Number four is Journey's Greatest Hits. Number five is Disturbed Immortalized. <laughs> I feel like they're always there, though. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> Number six is The Greatest Hits by Guns N' Roses. All right. Here we go. Okay. Well, here we go. Here we go. All right. Oh, here we go. Bon Jovi, Greatest Hits, number seven. Nickelback, Greatest Hits, number eight. Wait. I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you, and I hate your guts. I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else but you. That's I'm me ass- right now. I'm assuming that that Nickelback, Greatest Hits, is a lot like the CD you were describing earlier, Dan, where it's just there's nothing on the <laughs> underside of it. <laughs> <laughs> number nine and ten, Metallica, Master of Puppets and Justice for All. How in the fuck is it? Uh, whatever. All right, here we wait, wait. Number 11, Linkin Park, Hybrid Theory. Okay. Number 12, ACDC, Back in Black. I, I probably have a lot to do with that one myself. <laughs> <laughs> Number 13, The Wrong Side of Heaven, The right side, Righteous Side of Hell, Volume 1 by Five Finger Death Punch. Oh. Number 14 is Skillet's new record, Unleashed. Number 15 is I Prevail with their album Lifelines. Number 16 is Foo Fighters' Greatest Hits. Number 17 is Three Doors Down's Greatest Hits. <laughs> Number 18 is Led Zeppelin Mothership, which is a greatest fucking hits. Number 19 is Five Finger Death Punch with Gotcho 6. Yeah, buddy. Number 20. This is the first new release on the top 25 hard rock charts. Is by a band called Lorna Shore, and this album is called Flesh Coffin. Huh. That's, <laughs> if for nothing else, that sounds like an interesting album name. All right. Number 21 is Shinedown with The Sound of Madness. Number 22, Metallica, Ride the Lightning. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Of the first five albums, Kill Em All is the only one that's not on it, yeah. on the charts right now. All right. Next one up is number 23 is Aerosmith's Greatest Hits. Number 24 is Three Days Grace with X1X. And number 25, closing out the charts, is Led Zeppelin 4. What? <laughs> Shit, bitch. So, considering what we were just talking about and how they used to track it, uh, which was based on sales, that means anything that came out recently was yeah. more on the charts. Like we talked, whenever like we did this with like Dystopia from Megadeth was still on the charts and so on and so forth. They jumped the shark here. Yeah, like this. Okay. <clears throat> I can see the reasoning for it, considering the fact that they're they're just generally shipping away from from just physical sales. Physical sales. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also doing it this way, at least on a smaller chart like that, is not giving 
bands any credit. Honestly. No, it's not. It's sad. And it's sad only because the fact of the matter is that a lot of these bands probably can afford to put their music onto multiple streaming stations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like Metallica is probably everywhere now. Right. Five Finger Death Punch, everywhere now. But a band like um, Astronoid or fucking some of these other smaller bands who can't really afford to put their music out on that large platform, mm. they don't get the kind of recognition or the or the airplay that they fucking deserve. No, you're, and that's not re- and it's not reflected here. You're 100 percent right because like even on Spotify, I will see like you know maybe some kind of smaller, uh, relatively obscure um, you know black metal band will show up. For a period of about a few months, and then they'll just be gone. Like I won't be able to search or find their music on there anymore. So I don't know if there's like in these different platforms like iTunes and, and Spotify, if there's like agreements that they have to sign to that they like you have to renew a contract in order to be on. That sounds like it probably is because all these guys are supposed to be making money off right, of this, so right. there has to be some kind of physical and you know legally binding agreement to to allow that for, sort of thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that that really sucks about that is that. Bands that we're talking about, like your black metal bands and whatnot, they're very specific in their genre. Right, correct. If you were to put on, go to Spotify or Pandora and you streamed hard rock, you will get a Metallica song. Right. If you were to stream metal, you will get a Metallica song. If you stream hard rock Hall of Famers, you will get a Metallica song. So it counts every single time at every single station that these songs are played on. Mm. So like other smaller bands don't get that kind of count. That's an interesting point too because I at first you know after you read that list I was ready to make a comment about the state of our I don't know our audience in in the sense because it's like if if this were a perfect world then really like you know all five of those fucking albums would be one two three four and five from Metallica you know like just, that would just make the most sense to me um, but now that what you just described is like. How much of it is what people are actually listening to and then what the Spotify algorithm or whatever dictates and decides to put on in that heavy metal playlist? You yeah. Know? So. I mean, when you listen to Pandora, these songs come up randomly. Right. Allegedly. Even though I still hear the same songs almost in the same order every time mm-hmm. I do listen mm-hmm. to the same oh, yeah. station. Um, but like I said, Pandora does the thing. Like it, makes, it makes playlists based on different uh, or similar artists or something like that. So if you listen to... Like I said, if you listen to a Megadeth station, you're going to get Megadeth, Metallica, Slayer, and so on. If you listen to a hard rock station, you're going to get, you know, Metallica is going to be there. If you listen to, uh, like I said, hard rock, uh, rock and roll Hall of Fame playlist, they're going to be there. I mean, crossover stuff. That's what we're talking about with Disturbed and and, um, and Five Finger Death Punch. People don't necessarily listen to metal. Listen to these bands because they're a little bit more approachable. And, you know, you listen to, you know... Just throw on, you know, alt rock or alt metal or something like that. Those bands start showing up all the right. time because they have that kind of fit in everywhere position. It's tough though because, like, on the one hand, I get that this is a hard rock list, and this goes back to kind of the absurdity of genres and music. But like, to me, there's just something ridiculous about you know. The, I guess the different kinds of albums that are on that list. Um, I mean, the, to me, there should never be a Nickelback anything with <laughs> fucking Metallica. You know, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I think what really bothers me about this the most is that it's the greatest hits that are on it. Yeah, that's and the not, other issue, yeah. And not the, not the album that these songs are from. Correct. I mean, we got, yes, we got, we got five Metallica records up here. You know, we got four old ones and the new one. But then you have a shit ton 
of greatest hits. You have Aerosmith's greatest hits. You have fucking Guns N' Roses' greatest hits. Um, bon Jovi. These are all greatest hits right that And that has to be driven from the algorithms because they're going to play by default like the greatest hits albums, not the specific, you know, album. Well, it's either that or what they, what they purchased from the band or from the record company right. is the greatest hits and not the actual album. So they're only allowed to play these songs because they're the biggest hits, obviously. Mm. So maybe that's how it works. Yeah. A lot of people listen to Dream On. Yeah, because yeah. Metallica doesn't have a greatest hits. Yeah, they don't. Have, they don't have. They don't have a widely available greatest hits. Like they've they've had some released in other countries, but there's none that are. That they never came out and said we're making a greatest hits album for all of the world to have. Um. But yeah, like, like like you were saying, it, it does irk me that they, they do belong. Like these tracks are only coming out from the greatest hits albums, which kind of puts those above. Um, and then again, it's it's for the artists that get the most play. Because um, like things like things like Journey, you know that no one's actually sitting there listening to Journey beyond. Um, don't stop! Don't stop! Don't stop believing! Hey, hey, hey! Oh, I love Journey. Wheels in the sky, baby. Wheel Wheel in the sky. Yeah, that's 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 all good. Every way, any way you want it. Yeah, like they're great. But the thing is. I'm willing to bet that of the population of people who use these streaming services, they're not doing it for Journey. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, yeah. Like, as good as they are. It's not, it's like, that kind of thing irks me. Because, like, the, the top 200 already has enough of this, of this mesh of, of things due to the fact that there's so much streaming service going on. But now that you've kind of, you've kind of turned it toward something that was a little bit more uh, of a breath of fresh air. For some, for folks like us, for folks, for for bands who are actually like you know making music and actually want to get some recognition out there, you're making it harder for them to do that. And it's it's just it's yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of the, of the way they. I I was a fan of the way they did it for the top 200 because that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's Cause that's overall music. Yeah, you know that's everything, hmm. and and you know that also. It, I don't know. I just don't like the way they did it for these subgenres because I'm sure it affects all of them. Yeah. The same way as it as it did for us, because I I would I really like to see sometimes when a new metal album comes out where it lands in the in the in the top two hundred and in the hard rock charts only because it's new. Well, also you also figure that if if they're doing it this way, if you look at the top two hundred, you can pretty much break down what the top five or ten of the individual charts are going to be because they already appeared in the top two hundred. Mm-hmm. That kind of sucks too, which is probably why they extended it to twenty five, so you don't sit there and you're not. Hitting the same non-surprise, so it's just. But it's also like it, it's kind of also a problem with, with the top two hundred because then you see multiple artists with this with you know really old albums on the charts for like no reason, mm-hmm. you know. When there's probably a whole shit ton of new stuff that comes out, yeah. You know, I just I don't know. It just seems very. I mean, I can see, obviously we can see the point of it because of the fact that that digital it's, is a bigger deal and physical sales aren't as much of a of a thing now. But I mean, maybe they, I would love to see what it would look like if they did separate ones. Like you know, this is the this is the streaming chart. This is the physical sales chart. This is you know, like that would yeah. probably for me personally, I think I'd like to see that better. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be cool just to see like you know. Obviously, in, in physical sales, things would just drop off pretty quick. As far as streaming goes, I'd like to see who who's getting the most plays. Maybe why? Um, if they want to get really informative, maybe what parts of the world or what services in particular, things like that. I don't know. Just 
don't know. It, it just seems to kind of just be homogenizing everything. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. So do we even want to bother going through the top 200 because I'm scanning through here and, uh, nah. <laughs> I think, um, do we know, I don't know if I've asked this before, but they don't have it like a billboard list for, um, like even much smaller subgenres, do they? Like, oh hell no! There's no ABM. Sorry. No. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was going with it. No, it's totally even just black like, metal. Or that's, death the, metal. that's the reason why we do the hard rock charts because it's the closest thing to metal yeah. that we have. Maybe maybe we'll have a uh, Pete. You go sign up for Billboard magazine and uh, like go work for them. Write up an <laughs> ABM chart. Every, yeah. Stick it in there somewhere every every time. And you'd be amazed. Like it fill it up pretty easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my my Spotify list for the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you still looking through the list? Very dismayed. I mean, I'm, I, I, I I get away from the 200. I'm just scanning through like the the charts that they actually have. Like as for as far as rock goes, you got hot rock songs, rock airplay, rock digital song sales, rock streaming songs. These are all song sales. Then you have your top rock albums, alternative songs, alternative albums. Go to rock streaming songs. Rock streaming songs. I have a feeling if I did an, an atmospheric black metal, like top 20 whatever that somehow fucking Led Zeppelin would still show up there. <laughs> well you're going to be disappointed Nickelback? by this what? Nickelback you're going to be very disappointed by this anyway because the number one and two for rock streaming songs are 21 Pilots I don't get then Lana Del Rey is a rock song has a rock song out apparently and so does wow, Little Little Wayne because this sucks like this yeah, this you, is, you say Little Wayne yes Little Wayne Thank you. We're done. We're done. We're done. Oh, that's We're done. why. Oh, that's why. Because it's Lil Wayne with uh, whatever the fuck his name is, and Imagine Dragons. Uh, that's yeah, exactly. All yeah, right. I, I think we're done. Oh, with that. <laughs> don't stop fucking believing oh, by Journey. Journey. Yeah, Journey will be on the ABM. <laughs> <laughs> the Sound of Silence by Disturbed. Oh, fuck, man. Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Oh man, hold on. Let me see how this one's. Track. I can't really judge people though because Lord knows I still listen to the same shit over and over again, so I'm not surprised. The thing is, there's also still new stuff that we that we listen to and like how it works. Streaming but, data: this week's top rock stream songs and on-demand songs and videos on leading online music services. That also probably has some to do with YouTube now that they're incorporating that into sales and whatnot. Yeah. So, which is probably a good reason why Hardwired is as high as it is, considering they made a video for every single song on there, so people can go watch that shit, buy the album, stream it online. So it's just yeah. I have another copy of uh, Hardwired to Self Destruct on its way here because when I bought my Metallica ticket, I got a free copy of the record. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's incredible. Well, when I the thing is, they did the same thing last time when they did the, the Death Magnetic tour. I bought. I think five tickets or I bought a shitload of tickets that I got a copy of CD or every single ticket I, bought. I was handing that shit out like Brave New World Bucks <laughs> well you can either hang on to it in case one disappears or we can use it as a prize for the shred check we can do that because I think it's probably just going to be this, the regular double disc not the triple disc yeah so. we, we, we want it all So I, I definitely need to play that queen clip and, and you know what like even though some things about the list do make me happy. Queen being number three on the hard rock charts, that that makes me happy. But I don't think they need to be there. No, no, because we all know how popular Queen is. Yes. We do. Yes, and we you get play, it. And the thing is, you play that you play, even if it were more set up by albums than by the greatest hits. That's greatest hits. The three albums of greatest hits. Actually, no, sorry, it's two. The third one I think was like a collaboration thing. But anyway, like 
no matter what, those songs are going to get played. <laughs> I would like to see the individual albums, see where they would rank now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, with a case like Guns N' Roses, you know the Appetite with Destruction would be the highest. Of course. But for a band like Queen, like, what, what are their albums would be all above the rest in, in a streaming world? Uh, you know? Whatever one Bohemian Rhapsody is on. like, without a doubt. Well, the thing is, the thing is, most of the rest of that album isn't as well known. I know, but the thing is, everyone but, knows Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I th- well, I think, <sighs> well, if you just put Queen in there, I'm sure Bohemian Rhapsody would get played. I think probably news of the world because you have the one-two punch of we will rock you and we are the champions mm. that would probably just trump it so i don't want to use that word any, but I did. I'm sorry. and well also anytime any uh which one is uh, under pressure on hot space yeah that would probably be up there too that'd be a fun discussion like if we were talking about a band's catalog which ones would how would we kind of figure it end up in a streaming list through streaming yeah that would yeah. Well, we know how Metallica lines up. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, and for them, it was, uh, it was Black Album. It was Hardwired, Black I'm, Album. I'm Hardwired for right now. So, so Black Album. Into... Ma- Massive Puppets, Justice, and Lightning. Which makes absolute sense. Yeah. Okay. It yeah, makes one hundred percent sense. One hundred percent sense. That's 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 absolutely correct. Okay. Because with with those albums, we're talking like Black Album was obvious, and then have it followed by Massive Puppets. You got Massive Puppets and probably. The, um, maybe Sanitarium on maybe, there. Maybe Battery. Maybe Battery or Orion. Not Orion because that's instrumental. They wouldn't play that. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, followed by And Just For All 1 mm-hmm. is, is the track on that one, obviously. And then Lightning, Ride the Lightning is probably uh, either Creeping Death or Fade to Black. You know, with um, at work, um, my, my associate plays stuff on Spotify or Pandora. I can't remember which one. Um, and she listens to a lot of stuff that is makes me want to put forks in my eyes. Um, but we do have an ACDC channel, an Iron Maiden channel, a Queen channel on. Now, I do hear some of the same songs over and over, but like for Iron Maiden, they play some surprising stuff. Really? I've heard Flash of the Blade and Back in the Village, which are from Power Slave. Songs you don't hear very often, songs that are not as, as universally renowned. I hear them a lot. Really? Wrathchild, a lot. Huh. Um, Murders in the Room Org I've heard a bunch of times like, I've not heard anything beyond Somewhere in Time Wasted Years is probably the latest Iron Maiden track I hear on that service Because huh. so no, no one wants to play a 9 minute Iron Maiden song But even so <laughs> like I don't hear the Wicker Man you know, oh, I, don't, I don't hear anything I don't, You're definitely not going to hear Blaze Bailey material for sure But you don't hear anything from Fear of the Dark Nothing. Really? Not even Fear of the Dark? Not even Fear of the Dark. Wow. So it's, it's, it's surprising. I mean, I, if I sat there and had the channel on, just that channel on, I'm sure I'd get some of those little surprises. But I feel like whatever algorithm it has, it does tend to stay in the same thing. Because I hear every single day. I also the, Do you have a, the free version or are you paying for it? I think it's a free version. That probably has a lot to do with it, too. Mm-hmm. I think... I think the the paid version. I'm not sure. You can't quote me on this. I know number one, you don't get commercials with it, and I think it might have add a little bit more variety. Can we never have commercials? So we might have a. Oh, so. all right. Because I because when we lose when we used to do uh, Pandora at the the studio I used to work at, you turn on the station and you typically got the same first song almost every time you turn on the station, mm. almost every single time. And then they almost had like a playlist, kind of like like. Kiss's playlist. I mean, it's the same songs every time, and I know you can go into into these stations and add bands and like 
change things around to add variety to it, but that's like a lot of work. Mm. But there's just some like it just feels like they have like a pocket of songs that they're allowed to play, yeah. and they just play those songs to death. I don't know that I, I really don't know about Pandora. Like I, I don't think it was ever like you can like customize it or get more variety. It was just allowing you to skip more and no commercials. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's some of the stuff that I do hear on there more often is I'm okay with like. Um, I have a stronger appreciation for Adele now because of the songs that I hear often enough. Um, I'd have to agree with that one. <laughs> I, mean, like, I, I don't really care for that other one, that Hello song. Well, that's, a, that, that's actually the worst song of, that she has yeah, as far I as mean, I'm concerned. I'm not crazy about it. Well, like, um, I, don't, I don't know the names of the tracks, but we could have had it all. Yeah. Fire to the Rain. Yeah. Um, Skyfall. You know, songs like that are, are really fucking good, and I'm okay hearing them as often as I do. Um but then, you know, the songs that you don't want to hear, that you hear over and over, like, all about that bass. I can't Ugh. fucking stand that song. I should be able to enjoy it for obvious reasons, but I fucking hate that song. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it just and, and, again, I tend to hear the same songs in the same lineup every time. Yep. So. Well, now that we got off topic, yeah. kind of. Well, I mean... It, oh, see, right, I, I, here's I, I, right right here. It says Hard Rock Albums. Listen exclusively with Spotify. So, I mean, that's where they're getting their shit from. So if you just go onto, like, their site and click that, it'll automatically it'll probably play first. all this whole fucking thing. Wow. Which is funny. Well, what you were talking about before about the whole thing with paying for Spotify, do you know any of the details of that? Like, like bands that have to put their stuff up Oh, there? I have no idea. Okay, yeah. Cause I have no it's, idea. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny because um, there's, a, there's a podcast that I watch um, by two guys who do um, internet shows. And in the beginning of their discussion about like their, their intro, they're like, we're available on this, this, iHeartRadio, and this, but not Spotify. Not Spotify. Not yet. <laughs> Apparently, like, it's just a pain in the ass to get onto Spotify as a podcast. Yeah. Like, if we tried, we'd probably have a bitch of a well, time. Well, I'm just trying to think of it as a business sense, because these guys are, are supposed to be getting paid. Mm-hmm. And the only way you get kind of paid for these things is if you have to have a contract. Mm-hmm. In, in order to have a contract, there has to be some kind of business agreement about what Spotify gets to do with your music and what you get out of it. That's true. So th- that's th- that's just the way I think about it. And, you know, for a band like Metallica who has all these albums out, like, they probably make an agreement. like, all right, well, you can have these albums, but you can only play these songs from this album. Like, I guarantee you James Hetfield is in a fucking business meeting. It's like, you cannot put Escape out on the fucking radio ever. Do you understand me? <laughs> he hates that song. <laughs> I know. I have it tattooed on my arm. Yeah, I know you do. I, 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 I saw it. <laughs> I've seen it for years. Um, so I think we might call it there. Yeah, I think before we get too salty. Yeah, um, but I will say I think in the near future we might try to, to put our podcast on other services. Maybe actually look into that Spotify thing, see what it's actually about. Yeah, might as well. You know, see what, what... I was just surprised that we got into iTunes. No Without... reason not to. Oh. Our stuff isn't copyrighted, so it's not like we're going to... Yeah, and, and if we do if we do, um, if we we do, do play any clips, it's usually for the sake of reviewing something, mm-hmm. which I know that YouTube's setup is pretty... Their algorithm's pretty strange, and a lot of folks get up in arms every other month because they change it up, and then everything goes wrong, and everybody's videos get taken down, and 
Yeah. Like the the only time that that has really affected us was the kill switch engage video, which yeah. I Ah, <laughs> uh, kill switch and the chipmunks. <laughs> that was not the intention. Alvin and the engage. All right, so, so I'll give a quick story about that, and then I'll we'll carry on. Um, for <laughs> so March good. of 2016, we did a video. Chris, you had picked kill switch engage as your top, and we had put in. But at the time, I was doing clips for 15 seconds. Like it was. Everything that I do with these videos now is so cut and dry, so I, it's like 15 seconds, fade in, fade out. Um, that was too much for Nuclear Blast, who pretty much uh, banned the site, uh, banned the video worldwide. Nobody could watch the video. So me being pissy, because like once I'm done with something, I want it out of my life. I was pissed. So I went back and I edited it down to 10 seconds, which is now how I, um, the, the length of clips I do universally, 10 seconds. Um, when you're editing stuff uh, and you're changing the duration of a video, sometimes it links the speed of the song or the speed of the clip with the length of time. So I cut it down by a third, so it sped the song up a third. <laughs> 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 so, so what you're supposed to hear in 15 seconds was heard in 10, and it just sounded like the fucking chipmunks. And I was like, and I didn't notice it because I didn't. I was just so pissed off. I just wanted it done. I put it all together, threw it together, re-rendered it, which took like fucking six hours. Put it back up online, and then heard it later. I think you, maybe you. I think it. I made a mention of it, and I was like, "Motherfucker, I'm not changing." And the, and the only reason I thought it was it was, you did it is to get a, around. No, no. That. It, 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 I thought it, because you, because you got around the the. The uh, the rule the rule by changing the clip. No no no, that was not the intention. It worked because I have I don't I did not get any copyright strikes for that that video. They probably thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, fuck it, I don't care. I'm done. <laughs> this is over. We're moving on to the next thing. I'm sure by then we're like we were like a week behind with April. So I'm like, fuck it, don't care, don't care, don't care. So oh, come on, we're still trying to get out October. Uh, what is it? October 2015 October, here in March of 2017. Well, October. Sorry, October still being worked on. November is completely done. December, I'm finishing writing. January is already done, and February we're gonna we're gonna record in two weeks. Yep. So what I want to do that's is, a busy that's a busy week because that's the next uh, S five too. Yes. Cool. Um, so with uh, with all that, I pretty much I want to get it all done in one shot and release them every two days until the February one. Until we're all caught up. Yeah. So that and that's all and it's almost done again. I'm getting to the the easier part of the top three because it's a lot of little animation. Now we're actually inside of one spot, so I can just kind of keep everybody stationary and not have to move everyone. That's usually the longest part because you have to like every time someone takes a step, you gotta adjust the frames, and it's like hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate, 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 hate. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're gonna call it there because that is very unbelievably true. I need that clip too from uh, from Aqua Team. Ah. Uh, so until next time, I'm Dan Mack. This is Chris Mack. And I'm Pete. And we are the Slimers.